Welcome to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast, where we talk about life because it happens to everyone, along with some great indie musicians Q&A sessions. So come aboard, kick back, and let's vibe. This week's guest is a long time childhood friend from way back when we was just skin and bones in high school <laughs> days. We go way back and we kind of went our separate ways after high school and built our lives and crashed and burned and got back up and crashed and burned and got back up. And then now we're here a hundred years later and we still friends and kept in touch over the years. And this is my good friend from the neighborhood, Miss Judy Harris. What's up, girl? Hey, hey, hey. That's me. What's up, man? What's man. up? Or should I call you by the nickname? You call me whatever. You got you you have a uh, time in grade, so you can call me whatever you feel. Okay, well I say Gonzo because that's what we used to call it. Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah, that's one of my many famous so, nicknames. It's a nickname that we gave him as a child as a, as children, as mm-hmm. you guys may not know. Um, but we used to watch this show called uh, the, oh, the Muppet, Muppet Show. Yeah, the Muppet Show. And Gonzo had the big, you know, pretty eyes like the little Gonzo. So we used to call him Gonzo. Yeah, the, the great Gonzo. Yeah, well, everybody back home still called me that. <laughs> exactly. All the old childhood friends and everybody back in the hood still call me that. So I can't get away that's from it. Right. But and I'm, that's why I'm like, what's that call you with Gonzo and Nate? I am comfortable good. with Gonzo. Yeah, well, be comfortable. We want you to be comfortable. But how you been doing, Judith? Okay. Oh, I've been doing. It's very hot today in California. It's a hot 102 degrees. Yes, it so is. Just trying to stay cool. Yeah, it's, it's I a think struggle. I may have gotten three shades darker, but hey, I'm loving the glow. Got the melanin popping. Pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we was going to talk to you about being a single mother on the grind, five kids, making it happen, overcoming oh, yeah. everything, and still winning. Wow. Oh, what? yeah. I thank God. Every day that I get up, I, I thank God because, it's, you know, as we spoke about this some time ago, that I am a living and walking testimony that um, even though being dealt a, an unfair hand, a single parenthood, there's still life after that card mm-hmm. is dealt, you know. I decided to, you know, resolve the issue instead of um, actually moping and feeling sorry for myself or looking for handouts. I just got really harder on my grind. And I said, I refuse to be another statistic, which is, you know, being a single parent, especially of five. I have a big tribe of five. You were putting and in work. Most, you know, we were that stereotype of, oh, you won't do anything in life. Oh, you'll probably be someone depending on the government. But, you know, I'm, I can probably say that I was not part of that, you know, category of which they tried to box, you know, most people in my situation in. So I thank God every day. I'm sure it was not easy. Five kids. It was not easy. It was not with no help, you know, with child support. So, like I said, instead of me complaining and things like that, I just worked harder. I worked, I moved from, you know, I want to move my family from New Orleans because, as you know, Gonzo, we grew up in New Orleans and 
The <laughs> opportunities are just not there. That's I mean, slim. in New Orleans, more or less a who you know, not what you know. You can have a college education, but if you are not connected to the right people, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on a lot. So with me, you know, you know, even being a single parent was even harder now because not only did I not know the right people, but I had a whole family to take care of at a, you wow. know, early age. So what I decided to do, I, you know, my, my family was living here in California and I know California used to be dubbed the land of milk and honey, meaning that if you come out here, you can make some impossible dreams, dreams, you know, mm-hmm. you can make it happen. So my sisters and brothers was living here and they had asked me to move here for so many years. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready because I knew I was going to miss my friends. My mom, just that, that family, I was afraid of uh, moving here to California because I did not know what to expect. In New Orleans, at least I had, you know, that support system with cousins, my mother, my dad, you know, I had two brothers there. So I waited a while. But when I finally took that leap of faith, when I say it was a leap of faith, I had a former supervisor. That's another testimony on where he kind of pushed me to, to make the move. And I will say every day, I never regret it. If I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. So believe you, you me. So you do it. Quick, you do it quicker, huh? <laughs> oh you know yeah, <laughs> I would, yeah, exactly. Because now I, um, I mean, when I look back at my journey, I, I'm still like just in awe. Like, wow, how did I yeah. do that? How, how did, did I, I do have it? so much patience? And you know, and I thank God because not only um, did I have my children, but He gave me some good children, you know, some mm-hmm. well-mannered, respectful young men and women. So it wasn't like I had to go back and forth to school with trouble. They were honorable students. You know, they did all the right things. Wow. So going back um, on my testimony, after living in California for two years, I decided to, uh, you know, California is going to be my home. So the rent was like three times higher in California than it was in New Orleans. And so I was, I was like, okay. If I want to pay this much money in rent, I better start looking into buying a home. So what I did, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm not a holy ruler, but I have a strong relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my everything. And I said, okay, God, I said, I want to move out of this apartment. It was in a very nice area. I live in an area called Koreatown here in California. And if you know about Koreatown, it's a nice affluent area with a lot of apartments, but it's really nice. And so um, I decided I was going to give my my landlord a year's advance notice for my move out date. (laughs) And, you know, he laughed at me. He was like, I said, what? You going to move out? You you giving me a a year in advance? He said, okay, you're moving to another state. I said, oh, no, I'm going to buy a home. He said, you? home. <laughs> you know, he laughed at me. Cool. I don't know if it was because I was an African-American single black woman raising five kids, but he laughed. I could not believe it. I was like thinking, what's so funny? And so I said, okay, that's going to really make me even prove him wrong. Uh-huh. Okay, because <laughs> now that I look back at it, because I know statistically it was not, you know, common for African-American spirit to buy homes in California especially in the area where I was, you know, so the area I was looking for was the San Fernando Valley, the Valley, which was 
10 minutes, I eventually bought a home 10 minutes away from Universal Studios. Mm. So what I did, I did, um, you know, I stayed firm on that year's notice. You know, actually, I moved out and bought my home um, within nine months of that time. So I didn't have to wait a whole year. And so I bought my first home. I lived in that home for about 24 years. I would say 24 years. I raised my children there. And I was blessed, you know, two years ago to sell my home. I was looking, you know, my kids had already grown up. They were, they're now young adults and moved out. And so I looked at the area. It was now turning into just apartments, no, no more single family homes. My home was one of very few left in the area. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, either I could sell it because this area no longer serves me. You know, my children are out, out, you know, grown up and on their own. And it was getting really congested in the area. It was, you know, they were tearing down the homes, building apartments, condos. It was, so I decided to sell. So I thank God that I did that. I had started looking for what I wanted. I, I was like, okay, this is going to be my first time living alone mm -hmm. without any kids by myself. So I wanted a really nice home. I was like, okay, this is going to be my dream home, you know, because now it's just me. I don't care if it would have had two rooms, one room, <laughs> five or 10. I said I was going to make it my home. And so I was blessed enough to sell my home to a developer who actually, um, you know, who bought my home. It wasn't for the price I was selling, you know, they were, because it was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And so they were really playing a whole lot of games with real estate during that time, you know. So I eventually sold my home and then I was able to buy, which I call my dream home, you know, cash in cash. So cash. I said all that in cash. That I could not good. believe it. <laughs> I finally had the deed to my home and not, Single Wake mom. up and worry about a mortgage, you know. So I look at, I look back at my life. I just wish that my mom was still here yeah. to see it because my mom passed, you know, um, in January 2020. And so that's the part that really breaks me because I promise you the house that I had, I, I prayed and I asked God specifically mm -hmm. for a certain type of home, you know, with all of these different amenities, like a 360 view. I mean, I went way out with my prayers. And do you know, he gave me <laughs> not only exactly everything I prayed for, a extra. but a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like, every day it's like <laughs> I'm waking up and I'm living in my wildest dream. I'm living because one of the major things that really, really would get me and motivate me was that I had to make sure I had a home to that if any time my children yeah. needed a they, they always can have some place they call home. So I am glad and grateful to God every day that right. I was able to do that. So I, you know, I'm going to tell my testimony until the day I leave this earth because it's like if I, my, my thing is and what I would hope that a single parent that's probably listening to this, take away from this even though you're dealt a hint, a single parenthood, just form I mean a tight and strong bond with your children and God. I promise you, he will make it happen. Mm -hmm. It was times where money was tight. It, I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy because it was not. But I never gave up. I never fell into 
you know, doing any type of shady business or anything that could complicate my character. Mm-hmm. I refused to do that. I depended solely on God. So for any single parent that may be, you know, that's probably figuring like, oh, they may not be able to accomplish that. Yes, you can with the help of God, but you have to really, really call out to him and have your children grounded in him because I promise you, Gonzo, it will be time where it would be tough and I would bring it to my kids. I didn't want them to carry the burden, Mm -hmm. but I wanted them to see the strength and the power in God. So I would get them in a circle and say, okay, this is what's happening. Right now, my paycheck was a little short. So mom, you know, the mortgage might be late or we might have to scale back on something because on Friday nights, I would make sure they had pizza in a movie. That was, you know, our, my little treat to them for being, you know, good and, Mm -hmm. and, and, feeding it and things like that. So we had to scale back and they're like, oh, it's okay, mom. And so, you know, we'll pray about it. We'll get in a circle and pray. And then when they see things manifest itself, like, oh, we prayed about this, you know, they know it all came from God. So yeah, good training. That's what, I, that's what I would hope my takeaway would be for anyone that's a single parent, you know, that's out here trying to make it and think, oh, no, it's, it, it can't happen, you know, or I will never be able to do this. Yes, you can with the faith, with your faith in God and your motivation, and you got to keep working. Nothing is given to you. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I had help from nobody, okay, when I say no one, okay? So, uh, you know, you can do it. Just, just keep praying and keep thriving and keep working and, and, and work. Work and live an honest life because that always pays off. Right. You know, doing things shady or whatever they're doing out here. No, don't do that. Don't ever do anything that will compromise or com- complicate your character. It's not worth it because one day those kids will grow up and wonder, what did mom do to get us? <laughs> My children know mom was working three jobs. Sometimes she would come home crying, tired, but she did it. And she did it, you know, by herself. We didn't have someone playing boyfriend or stepdad in the house. Oh, no, I didn't play that. You know, it was just me, my children, and God. And, of course, you know, I had my mom and, you know, my sisters, you know, all praying, you know, brothers, you know. But, mm-hmm. hey, I, you know, so I, I'm just enjoying the ride, guys. So I'm enjoying it. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't owe nobody nothing. Well, my first guest at my house, by the way, so. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. That's right. Me and Dot came up. That's nice. Nice space. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to. Yeah, you got a um, lot of room. You got a lot yes, of room to work with. And everybody asks me, "What are you gonna do with this big house?" I say, <laughs> "Live in each and every room." I take turns. One week I might stay in the master bedroom. The other week, you know, that's how it goes. So <laughs> I'm just living out my dream. You know, I'm living yes, my indeed. dream. You got, the one thing that was hold over me was that mortgage. Oh yeah. man, I hate that. Yeah, I hated it. I'm not gonna lie, but I was like, I thank you, God, every day. I just, I, I'm almost in disbelief, but I just know that that's the power of God. You yeah. know, a living witness, huh? A living and walking witness. <laughs> I'm living my testimony. Now, so now, your four, your five kids. You had a mixture of what? Three girls, two boys, or? Opposite. Three girls, two um, two girls, three boys. Okay. Almost two girls, three boys. Yeah. And that ain't, that's not an easy task. 
the race. No, it's not. Especially when they're teenagers yeah. and getting into yeah. stuff. And, man. Right. And my, my oldest son, he speaks four different languages wow. because well, he, we lived in Koreatown. So he was really curious about the culture that we lived around. So he went to college and he wanted to study, you know, he wanted to be an attorney, but he ended up living in Korea for three years. He studied, oh. um, taught English there and he studied there. So he, his goal was to kind of be sort of like a ambassador between uh, South Korea and, you know, the United States, but he didn't do it. But like I told him, as long as he's alive and healthy, he can do it. He can change his mind. Yeah. And so my second oldest, he was going to be, he was going to work for NASA. He went to Southern University and studied astronomy. And during that time, Hurricane Katrina uh. hit, you know, Louisiana, as you know. So they turned the college into evacuation sites. So right before, I think he was in his last year to graduate. But when Katrina hit, he just never went back. He yeah, left yeah. and never went back. That took the wind out of a lot yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that's different. a whole nother story right there. That was just so hard. That was that was so, it was almost paralyzing. Yeah. Knowing that this was a place we know and call home. And we have family that were there suffering. And we weren't able to do anything do but nothing. watch yeah. Like pray that everybody was, yeah. else. Pray oh, that it was, was okay and yeah. locate everybody. That was that was. Oh yeah, yeah, and see my, yeah, and during that time, I had you know my older sister who was battling breast cancer, and she was watching all of this. On we didn't know her her illness was that severe, you know, because she looked healthy. But yeah, during that time, there was a, almost there was a couple of months before she left, you know, before she passed away. And so, um, and my dad, he had a twin that drowned in a flood oh. in what, 78. So I was so, I couldn't, man, with my dad, my dad passed six months after our sister. So we went through some stuff, though. Yeah. You know, but I look at all of that, you know, through my grief and everything else, I was able to, you know, just, just keep going, man. It was hard. It was hard, you know. Because, but I look at it like, okay, they're cheering from heaven. They're cheering for me from heaven. So Rudy. they they drop little deals every now and then, and I'm like, okay, I know that was them. I know that was my sister, my mom, or my brother, you know, so or my dad. So yeah, rooting you on from the clouds. Rooting from the clouds <laughs> from heaven. <laughs> Go Judy. Go Judy. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody like can do that. it, we knew it was gonna be you. <laughs> Uh-huh, exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but but yeah, so I don't know how this goes like any of um you know, uh-huh. this is my first time on the podcast, but oh. if there's ever any young lady that feels that, you know, she may be, you know, thinking in this world that we have right now, I mean, I can give out my information, my email address, perhaps, and yeah, you know, contact you. Them because I love talking with people. You know, when we talk, we'd be on the phone yes, for hours. Indeed. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm like, as long as I can can do it, I, I mean, I'm grateful to always share my time and my experiences with people. So, right, 
And then, yeah. hey, didn't you dab around a little politics or something one time when you was working? Oh, yes. Yes, I was a neighborhood council uh, president for 13 years. A long time. <laughs> a long time. I love I loved my job. It was a challenge, you know, because so much bureaucracy when it comes yeah. to the and stuff like that. But I was able to, to do a lot. So, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for that opportunity and um, I'll never forget it, but I don't think I want to do it at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Ooh, no, it's crazy. No. <laughs> exactly. So I just want to be happy. There you go. Yeah. Be able to get up in the mornings and, and rest and just do whatever. Rest. So I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. So do whatever I your heart's it. desire teacher, uh, junior high school teacher, director. I work at the federal government job, so I had all kinds of jobs, okay? Yeah. So, but... Moving and grooving. I'm grateful for all of them. Yep, I'm grateful for all the opportunities. Yeah. And so right now, you know, my daughter and I, we're trying to focus on our business. Um, Oh, that's right. So professional chef and so we have a catering company now and we're trying we I moved two years ago so right now I'm trying to establish myself in this community you know by meeting different people and organizations and then hopefully you know we can get our back our business back to where we started the pandemic really took I mean we hit us hard we were not fortunate to get any of those uh, grants or loans like most businesses did. So or like most, everything that um, or like I put most in my of the business people. was heart. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, like, like, like most of the people that were stealing it. Like, here, we had our businesses. Isn't that sad, though? Yeah. Because we had our business since like 2013, and we couldn't get a dime. I was like, something is wrong here. They had people that they were giving. They didn't you know, even have businesses. Alone. I heard people that were in jail. Yeah, yeah, or people in jail. <laughs> they were making up businesses. I was like, businesses. something is wrong here. Exactly. But hopefully it all catch up with the crooks. Oh, it know, will. Because, I'm, man, because I know my tax dollars were uh, went into some of that funding. So <laughs> I should have been granted something. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, somebody need to hear that story about the single mama, the journey and the struggle, oh, yeah. and the hanging in there and having faith and mm-hmm. staying true to yourself and not okay. compromising on your principles. Did you know that over ninety-two percent of people in the United States are deficient in one or more vitamins or minerals? Unfortunately, the foods we eat just don't have enough of the vitamins and minerals our bodies need to maximize our immune systems, strengthen our organs, and help our bodies perform at their best. It's also the reason why so many people get sick. In fact, over 80% of patients who got COVID-19 were deficient in vitamin D, and up to 82% critically ill patients are deficient in vitamin C. The fact is, we need supplements. And now for the first time ever, you can get the highest quality, most complete supplements on the market for prices that anyone can afford. With Live Good, you can afford to be healthy. Check out joinnatenow.com and check out the six minute video. Leave a good name and email and we'll get with you with more information. Have a great day.
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Man. I'm happy. I'm happy to share that. You know, it took a long time for me to really share my testimony because people are so critical and judgmental. The first thing they would think, oh, single parent. Well, okay. You it know happens. how it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was hard, horrible. You know, at one time, if you tell someone, oh, I have, you know, I'm a single mom. Oh, you have kids? How many? One, two. Oh, no, five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so shocked. You don't look like you have <laughs> five kids. I said, well, what's a five kids, woman with five kids supposed to look like? <laughs> okay, so is that a blessing or what? <laughs> I guess they wanted you to be all look like 300 pounds or something. Five. Exactly, right? <laughs> So God graced me really good. Got okay, good you you got good genes. <laughs> yep. Five children, no stretch marks. I thank God every day. So yeah. that's why I say it's you, even a little thing. You wanted you one of the lucky ones. Yeah. I used I was the one that used to have to take weight gain powders to try to gain weight. Isn't that something? And now I'm finally gaining weight. I'm like, okay, I don't want it now. <laughs> you always want what you can. I gotta go to the gym, exactly. Now you gotta maintain. Now I gotta maintain. I gotta work out. I was like, damn, I would wake up eating cookies and oh, pies no. and donuts, oh, drinking no. milk and oh, candies, all of that. Then I'm now I'm. It has me second guessing my, myself. Yeah. You know, can, my act. You can't do that at our age. <laughs> <laughs> it sticks around. But I still do it. I do. I still have my Krispy Kreme with my half gallon oh my of milk. God. Half gallon. Jeez. Yep, and I put ice in it. And oh, I mean, I cold put... milk. Mm-hmm. That's the new ice one. cold milk. That's a new yep. old tradition. <laughs> you know it. I don't think nobody in California. Yeah, I don't think nobody in California put no ice in the milk. <laughs> oh, well, they're missing out on a good meal. <laughs> they're missing out on some good milk. Oh mm-hmm. my God! I put ice in it. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Judy, I want to thank uh, you. I want to thank you for coming oh, on and man. sharing your story. And you know anything for you guys. So what's uh, when, when we're doing the podcast? I was like, man, I'll go ahead and and share one of my many stories yeah. with you. So when <laughs> when that when that when that book coming out, you got all this time on your hands, stuff. You know what? That's what you, you know. Need- I have to do that. Yes. I need to do it because, but my sister, before she passed away, uh, she always said I was a great writer because wow. when she moved to California, when I was, um, she was in high school and I think I was in elementary, mm-hmm. okay, elementary school. And I will write her, this, I wrote her this letter. She kept the letter for all these years, but the problem is I can't find it, you oh, know, because man. when she passed. Yeah, her husband, she had it boxed up, but every year she would tease me about this letter. And I was about 10 years old, and I, I was so happy about uh, learning about nutrition in school. So I was writing stuff like, oh, yes, I'm, leading, I'm eating less carbohydrates and this and that. You know, I was trying to be all technical. <laughs> and she was like, oh, she's so- <laughs> What happened to your volume? Hello? I can't hear you. Oh, there Are you, we there still you go. Connected? Yeah, you got too excited. Okay. The volume went off. <laughs> there was a call. A call. A call was coming oh, okay. through. Okay. Okay. So, so I don't. So anyway, um. And you can't yeah, find. Yeah. So uh, you can't find that letter. Say, 
You're talking about the letter you wrote? Writing. That's what I bought myself a cute little like nest like chair, yeah. and I said I'm gonna go every day yeah. and I'm gonna start writing because someone needs to hear this. Story. Yeah. I really want to write about the area we grew up in and how oh, it, yeah. you know it was strong knit community, <sighs> right? And it was always something going on there. <laughs> something was going on. <laughs> it's I mean. So I want to do that. I'm like, okay, I don't know if somebody's going to come after me after well, you, I finish writing. No, well, you can use uh, names, you know, different I'm names. Gonna I'm going to definitely, you know I'm going to change the character's yeah. name. It's going to be some information, you know, that um, they'll be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not bad, but it's like, I mean, we used to crawfish in the canal. We used to go blackberry picking. You know, they used to go into blackbirds and you know, we had somebody in the neighborhood running around, scaring. Oh, it was just, you know, it was. <laughs> well, we, I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. Well, we we out of we out of the New Orleans, Louisiana area, on the West Bank side, from, oh, yeah. uh, West Wego. The West Wego. Uh-huh. So that's that's what we're talking about—the crawfish and and. <laughs> sort of like rural area, but really, we live in a very very close knit community. Yeah, it was tight. Everybody would take their toys out, and most people like bikes or they were skating. So we would all get together and skate street after street. We had so much fun. Or on the next street, you saw everyone playing jump rope. It was really, you know, and I, I thank God every day that we grew up in that type of environment where it was right. really about family. Yep. Where they said the business, a village to raise a, a child, it really, I mean, it was a village because if some the neighbors' um, mom saw, yeah, you, you know, get, like you my get brother. Away with nothing. Everyone, <laughs> yep, they got the bell. Say, here you go. I'm, I'm yeah, dude. I, I miss that. I wish my children could have grew up in an area like that. You know. Yeah, things change. So, yeah, yeah. It's a little different back there now. <laughs> yep, it is. Yeah, I gotta go back there. I'm trying to. I don't know when I'm going. When you got? When are you guys going, um, Gonzo? Uh, I want to go. I'm not going anytime soon. I try to go no. once a year. It's usually in August or so. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Not this year. I'm good. I'm, I'm trying so hard to get down there, but I just haven't been motivated to do it. You know. Just gotta make up I your mind. I haven't been back since I'm out. I know. Yeah, make up your well, mind and just take a trip. Yep, I will. Yeah. But look, yeah, uh. If somebody wanted to contact you, you got an email they can reach you? If they had any questions, you know. Yes. They can reach me at um, CajunsNeedLove2 at Yahoo.com. Cajuns, C-A-J-U-N-S-N-E-E-D-L-U-V, the number two, at Yahoo.com. CajunsNeedLove2 at Yahoo.com. All right. I'll put Thank that you. In. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll have it down in the notes. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you Sounds and you you didn't mention you used to be a soul train dancer back in the days. <laughs> oh, now that's another testimony. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about dancing. You know, I was on a dance team in high school. I always loved dancing. That goes to tell you, show you too, manifestation. You speak it in the universe, and God can grant you even the smallest things. Because when I was about eight years old, mm-hmm. I called my mom to watch. She, you know, I was like, look, I want to go on there. I'm going on Soul Train. I want to go on Soul Train. Mom, can you take me out there? Uh. I was about eight years old. And she was like, oh, that's in California. I was like, I want to go to California. I want to be a Soul Train dancer. Wow. 
So every year I kept saying, I'm going on Soul Train. And the first thing I did when I moved here to California, oh, what? I went on Soul Train. You can't... So I danced on Soul Train for about six years. Wow. And so I, can't... I don't even know I if I've seen you. <laughs> you probably did because I still had some recorded. Everybody would tell me they saw me. Oh, we saw you on Soul Train. I'm like, oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was blessed with that opportunity because usually you would have to audition yeah. to get on the show. You know, they get they would bring some people through the motion, but with me, the guy saw me, he said, he just let me right on in. I was like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> well, you've been speaking it for my years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I don't know. And the, and the crazy part about it, I could walk to Soul Train from my, my oh, old yeah. apartment. I, clo- yeah. I live in Koreatown, and where they recorded was um, at Paramount Studios, which right. was on Melrose. And um, Melrose and uh, gosh, I forgot the name of that side street, but I lived off Melrose and Oxford, so I was very close. <laughs> Man, don't get no better than that, huh? Exactly. And six, you had I a had six a year ball. run, six years, six years, yeah. That used to be the show there. Six years. That used oh to yeah. Be the show. Well, we got paid in chicken. Chicken. We got paid in chicken. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, at least you weren't hungry. But, but the opportunities were yeah. there, you know, you could take because they would have producers and artists that they were always looking for dancers. Or right. uh, There were so many talented people that danced on Soul Train. They weren't only dancers. Right. A lot of them were actors. I, I, I mean, it's a lot of them that I dance when I dance on the show that I, I see them on TV and stuff now. I'm like, oh, right. wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted, I was hoping to get a job, you know, teaching dance, you know, and choreography. So that's why I went on there. But I was a school teacher, so I was just happy with the opportunity. So my Um, thing was teaching at the time. But if I would have gotten a gig with uh, teaching dance, oh, my goodness, I would have been on tour with Janet, somebody. (laughs) Oh, Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Judy, Mm -hmm. uh, it's time for you to go eat. And I got to get ready for my next interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, you know, we can go in. With yeah, talk. you don't know how to stop talking. We got so I many years. I, I know. I got to cut mm. you off. Okay, cool. Peace. I, I'll be sitting there. Peace in the Middle East. Yeah, I'll be sitting there conversating with you and all that stuff. Yep. I know, right? But it's always good to have good conversations. Yeah. I'm gonna think, uh, so I appreciate the opportunity, too, Gando. Cool. We're going to thank Judy Harris for coming on the Nathaniel Noble Jr. podcast and sharing her testimony and her soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't know about the soul, but the testimony, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it exclusively on Nathaniel Noble Jr. podcast. Hi, this is Judy Harris, and you're listening to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. podcast. Be sure to check me out at Cajuns Need Love 2 at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast. If you've enjoyed our show, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We appreciate every one of you. 